happy Friday and happy February while I'm at it. This is the Friday Five. I'm Sarah, your host, and you are listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. An excellent choice if you ask me, but I am a bit biased in that direction. Lots going on this week, so let's get straight into our list with number one. Humana named its first ever chief health equity officer this week, Dr. Wando Olewola. It will be her job to establish the strategy for promoting health equity throughout all of Humana's business lines, so not just internally, but care delivery as well. According to Fierce Healthcare, she's been hired to, quote, further Humana's focus on cultural sensitivity, ensuring that it's fully integrated into the design and development of Humana clinical programs, products, services, and all member interactions and communications, end quote. Dr. Olewola will begin on April 5th, and she comes with over 20 years' experience to guide her in this new position. Currently, she is serving as chair and professor in the Department of Family and Community Medicine at Ohio State University College of Medicine. She's also the founding director of the Center for Primary Care Innovation and Transformation at OSU's Outpatient Care East Clinic, where she practices family medicine. Very exciting to see this position being created, and equally exciting to see what comes from Humana as a result of her hiring. Number two, on Tuesday this week, Senator Elizabeth Warren was selected to join the Senate Finance Committee. In addition to overseeing taxes and trade policies, the committee manages Social Security, health insurance, and safety net programs like SNAP and SSI. In a statement announcing her appointment, Senator Ron Wyden said, quote, Senator Warren's longstanding commitment to affordable health care and accountability for entrenched special interests will also be a welcome addition as the committee works to lower health care costs for families, end quote. Senator Warren will still continue to serve on the Senate Banking Committee, along with three other senators performing double duty on both the Senate Finance Committee and Senate Banking Committee, Senator Sherrod Brown, Senator Mike Crapo, and Senator Pat Toomey. Number three, with all of this talk of COVID-19 vaccines lately, I've been wondering, maybe you have too, what's the difference between all of them? You may have heard some percentages thrown around in the news in passing. That's the efficacy rate from the trials. Then there's all the different pharmaceutical companies and labs that have teamed up to create the vaccines. Pfizer, Moderna, Novavax, AstraZeneca. And then there's the Johnson & Johnson version that just wrapped up trials and announced findings on their one-shot version. All the others are spaced out between two doses, with varying timetables lapsing in between. Thankfully for those of us who like to know these sorts of things, HuffPost compiled all of that data into one place. So we will be sharing the link to that article in our episode notes. Now, HuffPost is not the only source to have compared the vaccines, So I would be remiss if I didn't also link to the WebMD version that excludes the Novavax version of the vaccine. We will also link to the CDC write-up on the vaccines, which not only explains the differences between the brands, but also includes information on the different types, mRNA vaccines and viral vector vaccines. And just a quick note, all three of these articles would make great shares on social media for your clients. Number four, also COVID vaccine related, 
the Better Business Bureau has warned those who have been vaccinated against taking photos of their official COVID-19 vaccination card and posting it on social media. Why is that? Well, the card does have some personal information on it, like your name and the location where you were vaccinated, to name a few. But it's not just that. By posting the card online, you're making it easier for scammers to get a good glimpse at the card and potentially make more believable fakes. You'll find the link to the alert in our episode notes, and that is also a great share for your Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn accounts. Number five, I would be seriously remiss if I did not mention this because it has been all over the news lately. GameStop stock or stonk, depending on your side of the events that took place over the past two weeks. What I love more than anything, if you remember last year, when some good news came out, the idea of pulling really wonderful, heartwarming stories out of news that's not always so good. Stick with me here, because the GameStop situation was a roller coaster and a half, but the TLDR is this. Investors can buy stock in a company, essentially investing for the long term with the idea that the price of the stock will go up in the future and they'll make money. On the other hand, they can choose to short the stock or borrow shares and sell them with the hope that later, when the price goes down, they can return those borrowed shares and make money on the difference. Over the past few weeks, traders networking on Reddit and investing through online apps like Robinhood, which allow ease of access for everyone, banded together to put what's called a squeeze on hedge funds with a lot of money in the short position, specifically GameStop. So many people bought into the stock through various means because it wasn't all Redditors on the Wall Street Bet subreddit by the height of it all, but so many people bought in that they drove the stock price up to a peak of $483 per share last week. By then, the short sellers had abandoned their positions and crashed out to the tune of a $2 billion loss. And of course, that was before that peak was reached. Because the stock was obviously overinflated, it started coming back down, but that doesn't mean that a few regular people haven't profited. One of them cashed out and used his winnings to buy a few gaming consoles and games for the children's ward of his local hospital. He plans to use the rest to pay off some of his student loans. And the fascinating thing about his situation, he's not even a business or a finance major. He's an engineering major. He hopes to design space shuttles for Elon Musk one day. We'll be linking to that story in the notes, as well as an episode from the Vox podcast Today Explained, which does a great job of walking you through the entire GameStop stock story if you want to dive a little deeper and really understand it. Now, while I understand that these events have and will have real not-so-good repercussions for others, stories like this one just warm my heart. And speaking of hearts and warming... That leads us so well into the bonus for this week's episode, Valentine's Day Gifts. We'll be linking to a few gift idea lists in our episode notes, so be sure to check those out if you're not sure what to get your sweetheart this Valentine's Day. Me personally, I'm eyeballing warming mugs and warming plates to keep my coffee and tea piping hot. Working from home, I've gotten quite spoiled with having the microwave within steps of my desk, and I've come to enjoy tea and coffee that is super hot. So I'm being practical by thinking about this now so that when we return to the office full-time, 
I won't be drinking cold liquid sadness. Also on my list, mushroom popping kernels. We recently got a small popcorn maker for our house, and while the movie theater kernels are great, the mushroom-shaped kernels allow for soaking up more seasoning, especially caramel corn, if that's your thing. Here at my house, we like Parmesan garlic and plain old butter. Third on the list, bath bombs and a bath tray. I have wanted a bath tray for years now, and I've just never really followed through and purchased one, so that's on my radar. Bath bombs, on the other hand, I am obsessed with Lush since they're all natural and mostly vegan nowadays. If you've never tried them before, I recommend starting out with either Avo Bath or Twilight. Both of those smell amazing and they're great for everyone, significant others, moms, sisters, even kids, as long as they're past that drinking bathwater phase of life. If you're looking for some other ideas, check out the notes for a few articles that list more gift ideas, some traditional, some practical. I think I stayed relatively practical in my ideas here today. Good luck as you peruse those and make your Valentine's decisions. I still need to do some shopping myself, but that is all we have for you for this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. We will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.